And now, chapter 3 of 1 Peter. Peter told us to divorce ourselves from the world, but now ironically addresses marriage, one of the systems that preoccupies the world as well as Christians. And well, it should, as it's a key area in which we can live out our faith or see it minimized or even destroyed. I'm certainly not against marriage, but it can be a contentious area, and right relationships with a spouse can be difficult, for some at least, and at times it's difficult for many or most people. Peter begins by telling wives that they should be devoted to their husbands. What if a husband refuses to obey scripture? Well, he suggests a husband may be won over by the wife living a pure life before God. He provides a warning that is usually ignored today. True beauty is not external, but comes from within. Genuine beauty involves the personality as well as a gentle, peaceful spirit. God values these things far more than elaborate hairstyles, fine clothes, and jewelry. Verse 5. Peter looks to the past when beauty was seen in deference to the husband's authority. Seen in Abraham's wife, Sarah, referring to him with respect. Women become daughters of Sarah when they adopt a respectful attitude towards the husband, rather than reflecting a combative and even hostile attitude. The home should have a peaceful, quiet atmosphere. Both husbands and wives must be united in this goal. Verse 7. Husbands are called to be tender towards wives that deserve honor. Men are to be tender and kind, as to be otherwise interferes with prayer. Verse 8. Love must rule in the household, revealed in harmony, affection, sympathy, and kindness to the spouse and to other believers. Humility must characterize both the home and relationships with other believers, avoiding retaliation, insults, even when insulted, and speaking blessing to others. It's a custom in many Jewish households for a husband to speak a blessing over his wife on Sabbath Eve, in other words, Friday night by reading the last chapter of Proverbs, which describes the virtuous wife. This is personalized as the husband reflects the ways his wife fulfills the statements in that chapter. This is not a corrective procedure, but a genuine blessing of praise. You may recall that the last chapter of Proverbs describes a woman with a life full of activities, even business activities, Yet she brings honor to her husband, even as he honors and blesses her. But what if it's been an off week? We all have those sometimes. What if there is little in the woman's life that fits with the Proverbs' description of the virtuous woman? It may be that the ritual blessing will need to be skipped, and that time used for an honest discussion of the matter. Both men and women need to admit their weaknesses and confess their sins to one another, as it is commanded to all Christians. 
but the children will notice if several weeks go by without the customary blessing. It is possible this policy could be used for either the husband or wife to manipulate the other, but hopefully they are above that and can bring a peaceful resolution of their differences. Verse 10. Peter at this point provides one of the most beautiful descriptions of love for others. Much of what he advocates could help with marriage difficulties or other kinds of struggles with fellow believers. The words are worth posting on your bulletin board. Embrace true life and find beauty in each day. Avoid speaking hurtful words. Never deceive another person. Turn away from wrong actions and cultivate the good. Eagerly embrace peace in all relationships, for the Lord watches all of us. He will answer our prayers. Isn't that beautiful? I wish I could write like that. But I will offer a bit of poetry here, which was inspired by reading John in the book of First John. I wrote the first few lines and later was asked by a dear friend if there was more. I discovered, as I looked within, that there was more, so I'm going to share it all with you here. I love swimming in waves of God's love. Going with the flow just doesn't capture it. It is a delightful undertow at times. More, God, more, I cry. I am pulled down until I am breathless, certain that he will bring me back to the surface. I've received spirit breath to be an airborne fish of the sea, even for a moment, pure joy, then lifted by angels' wings. To drown and be borne by these wings over and over, yet more and more deeper and higher each time, until at last I am taken up and met by a smiling Savior's arms. My friend explained that my heart's desire was a deeper and higher relationship with God. Dying to self means being submerged in God's love, so self can drown and God fills me until I see Him, literally or spiritually. I submerge in the waves of His love so that He can emerge in my life, and He is pleased with this journey as it takes place and when it's completed. This is Brother Don.